According to Jesus, your life has infinite importance. You aren't here by mistake. You were made on purpose for a purpose. And that purpose is only realized and experienced when we practice the art of following Jesus. So let's talk about it together. There is something that is mind-blowing about the human race. Like if you think about it, every person you interact with, every person you drive by, every person you're stuck in traffic with are completely unique individuals with their own thoughts and stories and hopes and dreams. And whether we've had the time to actually think about it lately, every one of us, everybody in traffic, all of us want to have a life of purpose. There's something inside us that tells us that a full life is a life full of purpose. Now, no matter how jaded or experienced we become in life, we want our lives to mean something. And that's why Jesus was so revolutionary. He taught that God isn't just some distant deity or force that we can tap into. He showed that God is our personal heavenly father who sees us and knows each of us and is intimately involved in our stories. And Jesus showed that each of our lives have meaning. No matter where we're from, no matter what we've done or haven't done, you were created on purpose for a purpose. And when we don't know what that purpose is, we feel like something is, is missing in almost every part of our lives, whether it's work or relationships or school or our family. But when we find that purpose, it brings new energy, it brings new life to each of those areas. And Jesus showed us what that purpose is. We discover it as we practice the art of following Jesus. See, when we discover the purpose of following Jesus, we discover the purpose of our lives. It's the purpose Jesus gave his first followers from, from the very beginning. We see it in what we call the book of Mark, which was the first biography of Jesus written, probably around 70 AD. And Mark is most likely a friend of Peter. And so we see the life of Jesus through the eyes of Peter. And when Mark starts writing this biography of Jesus, he sets it up with uh, John the Baptist, getting the hearts of the people of Israel ready for something, for someone new that was coming that was going to completely change the relationship with God. So Jesus goes to John the Baptist and he's baptized. And the Holy Spirit descends like a dove and a voice from heaven says, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Then Jesus goes into the wilderness for some solitude, silence, and prayer, after which Satan offers Jesus everything in the world and Jesus re completely rejects him. And then he begins his public ministry. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. It's kind of a summary, really, of Jesus' main message throughout his ministry. That God has promised to come and fix the separation between humanity and himself. To personally live within his people. And Jesus is saying, I am here to make that happen. The kingdom of God is near. Meaning, kingdom of God. God ruling in every part of humanity and creation, making the world as it was meant to be in the beginning. And to be part of it, Jesus says, repent, give up your allegiance to yourself and, and ruling your life on your own and pledge allegiance to God and his rule in your life. And then he says, believe the good news, meaning I, the good news is I am bringing God's promised new life, a life that truly matters. See, Jesus is saying, we discover true life within the kingdom of God. And when we make God king of our lives, we find 
true acceptance, true love. We discover our true identity as children of God who inherently bear his image. And it all comes from, as Jesus says, belief, trust. Trust that God sees us. Trust that God knows us. Trust that God loves us. And that Jesus is the one who brings us into this new life. And now here's the rub. See, something you you probably might have already discovered in your life, either dealing with Jesus followers or trying to follow Jesus. We can say we believe and and trust and, and know a lot about what Jesus taught and did and still not be living the life he promises us. We can discover the kingdom of God, but not actually live like citizens of the kingdom of God. Why? Because we haven't fully realized. We haven't we aren't fully living out the purpose of following Jesus. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. He says, Follow me. Like, walk with me. Do as I do. Become my student. Become like me. Become my disciple. And now if you remember, to to follow Jesus, first we have to listen to Jesus through silence, solitude, and prayer. He says, follow me and I will show you how to fish for people, which is a great analogy because he's he's talking to these fishermen. Like you think about fishing, right? It takes preparation, especially in their day with the nets and the boats and all that. So it takes preparation. It takes practice. It takes patience and it takes a fondness of fish. Fishing can also become like this all-consuming lifestyle where you start viewing the world as a fisherman and the world starts viewing you as a fisherman because you you smell like a fisherman and maybe you look like a fisherman you have that laid-back demeanor of a fisherman right but then you if you switch it to fishing for people means you you now are searching for people you prepare yourself to bring people into the boat of the kingdom of god which also requires patience it requires a love for people and it requires practice you begin to view our li- we begin to view our lives through the lens of being a fisher of people. And then others begin to see us as followers of Jesus through our, our love and our patience and our peace and our joy. And Jesus is saying, when you follow me, my purpose becomes your purpose. So what was Jesus' purpose? Well, he says so in Luke 19. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Following Jesus means devoting our lives to bringing the kingdom of God to the people in our lives. Jesus is inviting us into the most important purpose in the cosmos, to work with him in bringing his kingdom to earth now, to bring his love and peace and clarity and acceptance and joy to the people around us, to invite others to discover his kingdom through both our words and our actions. To bring Jesus into the, into the lives that have been put into our path. But look, Jesus isn't really, he's not, he's not saying like, try really hard and, and, and feel bad when you can't figure out how to fish for people and, and you're not successful. And feel bad, feel like a bad Christian because the idea of talking about your faith scares you. No. He says, follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. Other translations say, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. Meaning, Jesus is saying, as you are following me, I will transform you. I will transform how you see and interact with everyone in your life. 
He's saying, practice the art of following me and I'll make you into this fisher of people if you let me, if you work with me. See, he gives us his purpose for humanity to seek and save the lost. He gives us new eyes to see the world, new eyes to see our lives, the the way he sees them. And this is where we find our true purpose. When we are devoted to the purpose of Jesus, we discover purpose in every part of our life. And often we don't see purpose in our lives because we think, you know, work and our life and, and maybe church and even following Jesus is about us. What, what we can get and, and getting what, what we want and, and what we need. But if, if life is simply all about me or even just all about me and Jesus, then really everything in life kind of seems disconnected and we have this separation between holy and, and uh, secular and, and all that. We miss the thread that runs through all of life. A full life isn't focused on ourselves. A full and a great life is focused outward. Jesus said the best way for humans to exist is to love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and our strength, and to express that love through loving our neighbor as ourselves. See, if I am really loving God, then I am living for God's purpose, and I am fishing for others to show them his love by loving them as I love myself. See, as we practice the art of following Jesus, our focus is transformed from ourselves and our lives to the people around us. This command, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. It's a command with with a promise, right? Follow me and I will, I promise to make you fishers of people. The art of following Jesus trains us to focus our lives on the purpose of Jesus. Others. Every aspect of life is now viewed through the purpose of the kingdom of God. We discover our purpose in every interaction. We have a a filter through which to make life's large and small decisions. It gives our lives clarity. We now make decisions through asking questions like, how will this further or or hinder my influence for the kingdom of God? Uh, Which choice will allow me to show Jesus' love best? See, our attitudes, our reactions, our interactions are filtered through the lens of our true purpose. It influences what we do or don't do, what we say or don't say, even how we say it, and it influences what we post or don't post online. Everything is molded by our true purpose as followers of Jesus to influence and draw people to the true life found only in the kingdom of God. Work and school become opportunities through our actions and words to bring the kingdom of God to those we interact with. Even parenting, and even if you're a stay-at-home parent, it becomes an opportunity to bring the kingdom of God to our family through our words and actions. And it's an opportunity that continues as even our kids move out and start their own lives and maybe their own families. It even changes how we use and view money from, from selfish hoarding to purposeful generosity. As we continue to follow Jesus, he makes this focus become more and more of who we are. So, How do we follow Jesus in such a way that we allow him to transform us into fishers of people? Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious. It starts with following Jesus. It starts with trusting that he is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do. And then learning to know him, which is why we started these practices with silence, solitude, and prayer. Because the relationship that's developed in those times is the foundation for living out our true purpose. 
And as we talk about these other practices in the art of following Jesus in this series, they are all ways to help us live out our true purpose. But we need to know what that purpose is before we start. Otherwise, we run the danger of this whole thing becoming just another exercise in the life of me and Jesus. And we miss the whole point. Becoming a fisher of people for the kingdom of God is the purpose. And it is something we have to practice. We have to purposely and even structurally practice it and plan for it. With becoming a fisher as our goal. A goal, and think about it, a goal without a plan? Kind of just a wish, right? And so we created a community to help and support everyone discover and live out their purpose in the kingdom of God with their actions and their words. We call it Cross Creek Community Church. And we as a community exist to invite our neighbors to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together. And we do this by providing opportunities and, and space and environments to practice the art of following Jesus. We've designed this thing called the radio tower, where the whole point of this structure of a radio tower is for each person to be able to live out their purpose of inviting their neighbors to discover, enjoy, and share the life Jesus offers together. And we start at the top, the, like the antenna of a radio tower. That's you. You radiating out Jesus' love to your people. And the rest of the structure is designed to support and train and provide opportunities to practice the rest of the practices we will talk about in this series. And all of these things in the radio tower are based on relationships. And the higher up we go, the closer the relationships get, like the struts on a radio tower. And this whole radio tower thing isn't a step-by-step -step process. Think of it more like a, like puzzle pieces that, that bring together the whole picture of becoming a follower of Jesus. And so the lowest and largest section of the radio tower is this, what you're watching right now, this Together for Salem episode. This is our intro, introduction to discovering who Jesus is, what it means to follow him. It's the most available part. And so the next section is our in-person gatherings where we see that we're, we're part of a larger community, that we're not in this alone. It's a place where we can practice a lot of what we talk about in a safe community, in a safe environment. Things like that we're going to talk about in this series, like, like studying Jesus, service, generosity, hospitality, worship, and celebration. The next section is our four Salem opportunities. See, we are for Salem, the city we live in, because God is for Salem. And we want to show our neighbors that we are for them before they are ever for us, even if they're never for us because God is for them. And it trains us to see our role as messengers of Jesus' love. And then the next step up is our connect groups, our small groups, our home groups. These are safe communities to share life with each other, where we pray for each other, where we support each other, where we care for each other, where we shepherd and, and pastor one another, where we can discuss these messages and explore our questions and, and doubts, where we can see God use others and ourselves to love each other. And then further up in tighter relationships is what we call alliances, groups of two or three people learning and growing and supporting each other in a personal and personalized path to practice the art of following Jesus. And again, all of these things are designed to support and hold up you, the antenna, the one who is in their life sharing the message of Jesus's love wherever God takes you, whether it's your home, your work, your neighborhood, your hobbies, your kids' sports, whatever. And so I invite you to see your journey through the purpose of Jesus, 
to do that, I think it would be really helpful to read what Jesus says in Matthew 5. You are the light of the world, like a city hidden on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Read that this week. Read it every day. See what that, like, and focus on different words and different sentences and different structures of it. And then pray this. Holy Spirit, please show me two people you want me to influence for the kingdom of God. Two people. And then, Holy Spirit, show me my next step in practicing the art of following you. And then, once you've prayed that, maybe at the end of the week, then plan to practice. Write down those two names that God's given you. And put wherever you whatever you write that down, put it somewhere that you will see it regularly. And when you see it, pray for them. Pray that God would clearly show his love to them, even through you. And then take whatever practice step he's directing you toward, whether it's within the Cross Creek Tower or not. Listen, we have an unbelievable opportunity to live for an unbelievable purpose. Jesus didn't come to earth, die and, and rise again so we could sit around and sing songs read the, and read the Bible until he comes back. He came to establish his kingdom on earth now. And we have a role to play in it, both as individuals and as a community. To be who we are created to be, we have to accept our purpose and practice to make it the driving force of our life. And that's when we find the life of love, of peace, joy, and purpose that Jesus offers us together. In the kingdom of God, the king's purpose is our life's purpose. Thanks for joining us online for this content put out by Cross Creek Community Church, whether it's on the podcast, uh, YouTube, or you got to us via our website. We appreciate you. Let us know you're watching by commenting on the video in YouTube, or you can send us an email at info at yourcrosscreek.com. We also have a welcome form on our webpage, which is super easy to fill out. And uh, there's a free gift involved if you're interested in starting a conversation with us. It's just a fun way for us to get to know you and say hello. We have uh, in-person services on Sundays at 4.30 p.m. in South Salem. Our location and a map and all that good stuff is on our website. So feel free to check that out. You can also follow us on social media for updates and encouragement throughout your week. If you decide to try any of these practices in this series, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear about your experiences, how it's going for you, and just have a conversation with you about it. So send us an email or use that welcome forum to interact with us. We have small groups that meet weekly that you can join if you're interested in that. And we also have a middle school and high school connect group that meet on the first and third Sundays of every month. More information on our website as usual. Thanks for donating. If you are consider Cross Creek your church, uh, we really appreciate your uh, regular giving. There's a portal on our website that's secure and we are a 501c3. So it's a tax deductible gift um, and it keeps a good thing going. So thanks for that. We will see you next week.